Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. I'm shot first. I'm shot first. This is the Hans Shot First Podcast. They don't know it, I'm telling you. We'll be talking in-depth about common movie moments with my dead body. With the mix of all things pop culture along the way. Yeah, all Scott. Okay. Welcome, everyone, to Hans Shot First. I'm Jeff, joined as usual by Scott and Alex. Say hello. Hello. Hey. This week, we're talking about the menu. I'm still fucking hungry. We're not We're not just talking about... Well, I mean, yes, we're mostly talking about the menu. But why are we talking about the menu this week specifically, Jeff? Because we're hungry, you I just said... Right, but we're also <laughs> we're also kicking off our Halloween themed or horror themed. I mean, I think we did that last week with Fire in the Sky. Did we? Yeah, that was like a soft opening. Okay, this is this is this, this is, is more the real rest. That was like, yeah, that was a restaurant. Yeah. That was a soft opening. Yeah, it was a soft open. Okay. Now we're opening. <laughs> well, we're gonna, right. The point is, we're going to keep this up until like October, <laughs> December, <Yeah. laughs> whenever yeah, that is. Well, well, we'll keep this up for the Halloween season here with some spooky, scary, suspenseful movies. Ooh. I, heard right. Hallow- I heard Halloween was going to be on Friday the 13th this year. <sighs> oh, God, don't go outside. All right. This movie <laughs> This movie came out in... Son of a bitch, I just got that. <laughs> Stupid. I don't even know what I just said. I just said don't go outside. I wasn't quoting anything. Well, what did I get? No, that's Scott. Said. I heard oh. Halloween was on Friday the 13th this year. <laughs> <laughs> there is a Friday the 13th this October. Oh, wow. Okay. Well, it was half right. But, <laughs> yeah. Gosh, I'm an idiot. It took me forever. It's Friday the... I'm dyslexic. There we go. This movie came out that's in right. 2022, so it's new. Spoilers. Yeah, Be recent. aware. Yeah, go uh, watch it. Spoiler alert. Yeah. Uh, Mark, directed by Mark Malad. I don't know. Written by Seth Rice and Will Tracy. Starring Ralph Fiennes. Everywhere I look, it's Tracy, Tracy, Tracy. Anya Taylor-Joy. Nicholas Holt. Nicholas Holt! Shiny <laughs> um, Hong Chow. Janet McTeer. Paul Adelstein. John Leguizamo. Uh, Angela. Angela. Yeah. Angela. <laughs> and others. I, I didn't really know anybody in this movie Judith except the Light. two main people. Or three main people, I guess. The Angela. Uh, okay. I forgot. Whose was this? This Alex's? was mine. Scott's. Yes. Yeah. It's Scott's choice. Right. What's your history with this film? Uh, so, it, it looked interesting way back with the trailers. It's a, a Fox Searchlight. Uh, and those are, those are usually 
more of the less mainstream, more interesting kind of kinds of films. Not necessarily indie, uh, but but stuff a little more off the beaten path, uh, as this movie certainly is. Uh, but no, I did not catch it in theaters. Uh, it was, however, on HBO. And between the two, I know a lot of people that saw it. Uh, everybody seemed to have like good things to say about it. People enjoyed it. Uh, I was looking forward to, to seeing this. I think I kind of held off in the you know to, to do this for our Halloween season, uh, and, then, and I'm glad that I did. Uh, I think this this fits in well as as something that is is it feels well. We'll talk more about it obviously, but it feels like it feels different, you know, than, than a lot of the horror movies that we've that we've done. Uh, yeah. But yeah, watch it on Max, and uh, it's for, HBO for, Max. for the first time. Yeah. Don't uh, for, for the podcast. <laughs> Don't do that. Okay, Alex, what's your history with this movie? Um, I saw. I'm a frequent watcher. I'm a fan of Red Letter Media and their reviews. So uh, I saw a review of this movie because I didn't know it existed. And then I usually watch all their reviews anyways because I'm not that bothered by spoilers and whatnot. So I watched the review in Red Letter Media, and they gave it like a pretty glowing review. I was like, "All right, this seems like a pretty cool movie." It's not. It didn't seem like something that I would go out of my way to watch. So I'm glad Scott put it on his list because I was very like, it blew my expectations away. I really like this movie. Okay. The end. Uh, I had <laughs> never heard of this movie until just you guys nominated it the other day. I didn't know nothing about it. Um... I don't know, the menu sounded like, what's that movie with uh, Happy Hogan and he's like a, in a restaurant? Uh, chef. Chef. I don't know, for some reason. This is chef. What I was thinking <laughs> yeah, this that was. one also has John Leguizamo. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> chef chef, chef uh, is, uh, is okay. It's worth a watch. That, yeah. one, that one's more for Alex. It's about a, a, a father reconnecting with his son. So. Not, yeah, not, that you, not that you don't connect with your son, but it'll mean more to you. I, I was taking notes. <laughs> It's all and, about the, the uh, Cubanos, can... Cuban sandwiches. Oh, man, that's great. No, but the uh, the one thing that I can uh, recommend that I saw in Chef is putting course towers down your pants when it gets way too balmy down there. It's amazing. I thought yeah, I thought you what? were going to recommend uh, having relationships with Scarlett Johansson and Sofia Vergara. <laughs> well, he just made them food, and that's it. Yeah, no, <laughs> well... <laughs> Funny how John Favreau, uh, you know, directed and cast him. So anyway, yeah, he cashed in all the favors. Make him laugh, make him breakfast. Oh, damn right. Uh, wait, what? What do you put down your pants? Yeah, I missed that. Oh, cornstarch. 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 Okay. All nice cornstarch. It's in quarters. Corn like quarters. Cornstarch is. Isn't that incredibly flammable? As we might talk about <laughs> spoilers, as we might talk about uh, for this movie. Well, <laughs> I don't know how hard you're rubbing your thighs together. Yeah, I'm just saying can't you're work. around flames and stuff. Like, you can't wear corduroy underwear. You might spark it up. <laughs> mm-hmm. You got those those Magnum PI OPs. Yeah, give me a problem. I'm just saying, it gets really swampy in the summertime. It is true. And if you don't have any talcum powder or gold bond. Uh, Cornstarch does the trick. Oh, natural. Mm-hmm. So anyway, yeah, this is my first time seeing it, <laughs> and 
uh, yeah, we'll talk about it. I, I'm not as high on this as you guys are, but we'll talk about it. Uh, t- did, go did figure. You, you watch this on your own and Jeff, as usual? I know Laura watched this one. If it's ma- if it's somewhat recent, she wants to watch it. Yeah, I, I figured like, this might actually be something that uh, you'd both be into. Yeah. And, uh, all right, well, yeah, let's get into it. <laughs> My wife would have liked half of this movie, or a third of this movie. <laughs> Uh, let's get it. Usually we're talking about seven items from the movie. Scott, what's your number seven? Okay. Uh, my number seven... Uh, so, yeah, there, there's a lot of uh, gags and, and punchlines that uh, I, I work more to serve the kind of satire that's going on um, rather than maybe break up some of the tension. Uh, but there, there's some really funny beats in this movie. Um, and my number seven is, is one of those, and it's basically how during the fifth course, uh, the women all go back inside, and uh, the, the the sous chef, um, her character's name, um, Catherine, Catherine, played by Christina Brucato. Yeah, how they're all very supportive of her. <laughs> like she's crying at the table, um, and then you know they're they're all like. You know, trying trying to lift her up, like being be, like good people, like <laughs> and uh, yeah, there's the, like that in and of itself is funny, uh, and then the the whole like again spoilers about how like they they the, the critic tells her you know you don't have to do this, and she says no 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 like everybody dying was my idea. <laughs> yeah, I pushed it. <laughs> I'm really proud of it. Uh, yeah, that whole sequence is very funny. And then just everybody running away at the same time uh, is also very funny. So that was... <laughs> except, except for Nick Holt. Yeah, except for him, yeah. <laughs> yeah so, yeah, that's All right. number seven. All right, Alex, number seven. My number seven is, I like the subtle ways that, it's it's small and it's, like I said, subtle, that they, the director kept showing how they're on an isolated island and there's no escape uh, at the very beginning, which is uh, pretty ominous and, and uh, foreshadows uh, what's to come in the movie. So they have a long shot of the boat leaving after they land, and then afterwards they get into the building, and then you see... Uh, Anya Taylor-Joy look back and they're like, it's another like medium to long lasting shot of them just closing that big door uh, on the restaurant. Um, there might have been others that I missed, but I think with those two you know, that just sent enough of a message like, oh, everybody's trapped in here. Nobody's getting out of this. So, so according to the trivia, one of the writers like, if he came up with the idea or like based a lot of the idea on him actually going to a restaurant like this where he did go to an island and he, he noticed why he was there that like there was no way to get off the island until the meal was over <laughs> and that they're kind of like sending everybody home so mm. so yeah that's a real thing <laughs> scary okay. it is excuse me oh my number seven, so I had to get this right off the bat. Um, I just hated uh, Ralph Fiennes in this. Really? Uh, yes. <laughs> it was so annoying. Like, There's a lot of annoying characters in this, and I know a lot of that is, that's what it's, that's the point. 
But when I hated both sides, I hated everybody in this. <laughs> Except, I guess, maybe the, the... Whatever her name is. I don't know what her name was in this. Like, it Margo. Was, Margo. I, and so I think... And I get why he's supposed to be this way and everything. It just didn't work for me. And maybe it's, ever since I found it out, he pronounces his name Rafe. I just cannot like this guy. <laughs> I don't know. Um, but, that is a valid point, Jeff. <laughs> I, I you just, are completely justified in this. <laughs> Yeah. I was wondering, I was wondering how long it was going to take Jeff to bring that up, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> I just, his, and I don't even think it's his acting or anything. I just didn't, I hated everybody in this. So it was just, I, I should have liked him, I think, in some way. Like, obviously he's doing his bad, but he should have at least, I did with him and I didn't because I just thought he was just as pretentious and annoying as everybody else. And I, I just didn't like it. So I don't know. Get out of the way. I have some other. I have some good stuff to say about this, but not him. I did not like him. Fucking grief. Just, just di- <laughs> dis- disagree, Jeff. I mean, the, the name thing aside, like that's a whole separate conversation. But, uh, All right. Well, you can try to convince me, but you won't. But you can try. I'm, I mean, I'm not going to try to convince you. I'm just letting you know. But, uh, agree to disagree. That's, that's what yeah. I'm saying. All right, Scott, number six. Uh, number six ties into my number seven when they're they're having the fifth course. The, uh, the the magazine guy that's there with the, the critic, and he's hiding out in the, the, Angela. Chi- in the chicken. Oh wait, no, not Angela. He's hiding out in the chicken coop. <laughs> the, oh yeah. The guy opens up the, the little door, and he's like, as as a reward for being the last guy found here. I have to say, I forget what it was exactly, but him getting handed the the special d'oeuvre, like you know, you see the guy's hand handed it to him, and he, he's just like, uh. And then he eats it. <laughs> that, that that made me laugh out loud. That was a very funny gag. So that's my number six. That was pretty funny. I agree. <laughs> Alex, number six. My number six is I could not wait for everybody to die. <laughs> like I knew, I already knew it was gonna gonna happen and everything. But man, this movie was very effective in making me root for everybody's death. <laughs> yeah. That was great. It's like it, it. It was like I hate these people, but like in a fun way. It's like, oh man, I can't wait to see how they get it, you know, or what happens to these assholes. It's gonna be great. And for the most part, I was not disappointed. Okay, were they all assholes? Now looking back, like what about Leguizamo's assistant? Did, did she say something so, that so made I mean, her? Even, <laughs> I mean, even even then, yeah, like, like that gag was great. Do you guys have that on your list? Because that was an honorable mention for me. The the what? Uh, the John Leguizamo's assistant, uh, Felicity. I'm Did well, you go to college? Yes, Brown. I actually, yeah, that's, that's on that's on my list. Yeah. Student debt. Oh, okay, yeah, um, but um, <laughs> okay. that's great. No, I mean, it's yeah, they're all like objectively not good people or living as good people. Um, but I don't know if they're all like was rooting for all of them to die. Like, yeah, the 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 Wall Street Bros. Yeah. Like whatever to those guys, <laughs> mm-hmm. and uh, Nicholas Holt's character, but like there was the the wife, like yeah, Angela, she, she was just kind of yeah. she was kind of miserable. The the assistant, like she admits like to doing bad things, but like there's no way they could know about that. Like how mm-hmm. she was like stealing from him, like not living up to her potential. It was very like fight right. club. So and even and even Leguizamo, like he might have been a giant asshole, but like it doesn't seem like he was like, uh, like doing a lot of stuff that bad movie stars do these days so but he ruined his day off he did well I'll, like i said i'll get to that which 
<laughs> but like I wasn't rooting for him to die because of that. This was my point. Yeah. Uh, but and obviously there was there was Anya Taylor Joy's character Margot. So there were levels of me wanting people to die. They were on the lower end, of course, but still. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. Uh, my number seven. Okay, so this is where you have to explain to me. So I get why. I mean, you're number six? Yeah, sorry, my number six. Uh, I mean, I guess it's kind of given away one of my things I do really like about it. But Spoilers. I guess I get why. I, I get why he is, you know, why he's doing this and, he, and why some of and the workers are kind of on board with, you know, hating, hating the customers. But why are they all going to kill themselves for it? That's what I don't get. Like I, I said, another thing I know, like they took away their love of cooking, right? You know, serving these people, making these food for mm-hmm. these people is taking away their love of cooking. I get that, and I like that, and I have that higher. But like, I don't get how that turns into let's yeah, kill ourselves. I think, I, think, I think that was, I think they just that just leaning more into like general horror conventions where he's just he's he's basically a cult leader. Like they're yeah. they're in a cult, like yeah. and and yeah, it's just through his like. like his reputation and, and, and his personality and the way that he does things, um, like yeah, yeah best indoctrinated. Yeah, be, best. I mean, yeah. If you, if you really think about it hard, it starts to fall apart. Like, like how did he get all those people there? Like to get on board, get on the same page. Yeah, but, um, but yeah, just but like makes, it's the whole thing makes that makes sense. But then you said like that one scene you guys said with the girl saying it's my idea and everything's so like that. See, that kind of counteracts that a little bit. No. What, no, what, because why? that's kind of like a that's kind of like a chef thing. He has his sous chefs like present ideas. Well, no, he he like, like he he uh, like he came to them and said like, hey, we need to like like do the spectacular like, and, and then she came up with this thing, and then he was on board with it, and everybody else was on board with it afterwards. I know, but to yeah. kill themselves it is, yeah. seems like a big jump yeah, to man, go from. Well, and a real cult leaders do it. They kind of influence mm-hmm. it, not them coming up with it, right? And I guess, I don't know, something there was missing for me, which I didn't like. I mean, his original idea could have been, like, like, we'll kill random people, or half people die, or, you know, and she's like, oh, what, no, if just just, what if it was everybody? Confront yeah. them with their crimes and stuff like that. Yeah, or just yeah, poison so. the fuck out of them, who knows? But, like, I... Yeah. <laughs> anyway, like I said, I like some of it, but which I'll talk about later, but that part, I just didn't understand what was going on there, and it did... That's something, some of the threads didn't connect for me. All right, uh, Scott number five. You just don't get food culture. Jeff. <laughs> I, I de- you know what? I definitely don't. Yeah, my and that's my, my, reason my, my number five, and it's it's also very funny. Is just the reason you're just hitting at it, Alex. But the reason why uh, Leguizamo's character and assistant had to die, like <laughs> it's so petty that because <laughs> they set it up the whole time about how like. He's, you know, he's this kind of egomaniac and a liar, and he's saying he's, like, friends with the chef. I'm like, okay, that's that's going to be the reason. Like, nope, just because of this one time, he saw this movie and he didn't like him in it. Like, <laughs> so, like, and then that's it. And then, yeah, the, the whole line about how she went to Brown and she doesn't have student loans. Um, so, but she's still, like, his assistant. Like, <laughs> just, Ray finds this line... Oh, like delivery there is great. Like, did you, where, where did you go to school, Brown? Do you have, do you have student loans? No, you have to die. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, 
this is very funny. Uh, but yeah, just like everything else has like this kind of overarching um, like reason behind it, or like there's more meaning there. But this is just him being like generally like genuinely petty. <laughs> yeah, and it, and, it, and it makes it really funny. So yeah, that's my number five. All right, Alex, number five. Uh, my number five is that this is a food cult, like we just talked about. <laughs> He's uh, uh, Chef Slowick is so charismatic that not only he gets his team members and his sous chefs to go along with this uh, final menu and death of everybody tying it together, but at the very end, even all the most of the patrons get sucked in. Um. Because, yeah, I mean, because nobody really, like, he even stated himself, you know, you guys could have tried harder. You probably could have gotten out of this if if you fought back. But nobody did. Um, I I think at the end, with a couple of exceptions, that they've just kind of moved on to more, like, acceptance rather than agreeance, agreement, if that makes sense. They just kind yeah. of accept they they, they accepted that like okay this is happening now, and mm-hmm. like I actually really liked that that they all more like well until you know the smart things but uh, until until the smart thing like actually sparked up um, they they were all like like acting with some level of dignity um, it was almost like they were like worthy of the the final course by the end I guess. Um, Worthy to be a guys. part of the menu. The guys fucking bolted the first opportunity. Hmm. Well, yeah, but not by the end. No, I'm talking about the, they... the very, the very last course. Yeah. Every, course. Everybody is like relatively. Right. You said, but by the time they got there, they were. I guess you're saying by the. Oh, by the time, by the time no. they got to that point in the movie is what I meant. When I said okay. by the time they got there. Sorry. <laughs> But, yeah, but he said any time. But I'm saying though, but any time during that time, they didn't resign. Like they could have. He's saying they didn't have the guts to break out of it or whatever. Like they, right? Yeah, and they didn't. But you said they were resigned. You were, they were resigned already or whatever. When you said that, like they, whatever. <laughs> My number five. Yep. Is, I did laugh at everyone being upset with no bread. <laughs> I'm always upset when there's not enough. Bread. I'm upset when they don't give me three baskets of bread, let alone no bread. Get out of here! Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then they were like, "Oh, this is oh, actually, this is really good. This concept yeah, is really yeah. brave. He's got some balls to do it." Oh, this emulsion is broken. <laughs> that was a great gag. I do like the Wall Street guys who are willing to just do anything to get bread. I like that. All right, uh, Alex. Sorry, sorry, Scott. Number four. Uh, letter four, and this this lines up with exactly uh, your your last one, Jeff. This is this does take the piss out of fine dining. Um, mm-hmm. Granted, um, I, know, I know Jeff, you're you're a man's man, lady man, ladies man, man about town. So it's nothing but like uh, Stubricks and uh, the I'm, filet mignons. That, that's is that, that the fanciest steak restaurant you can think of? Is I, 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 I was trying to think of like other like fancy restaurants. I wasn't just thinking of the steaks, but like Stubix, uh What's the other one that's, that's actually around here? Uh, uh, claim jumper. <laughs> well, yeah, I know. Right. Yeah, the, Sizzler. Sizzler. Yes. Norms. Uh, Outback Steakhouse. Um, 
At any rate, we do we do go to Solani's on occasion, which is nice. There you go. And the ranch, which is nice. Ooh, what about Dorcia? Oh, nobody get, can get into get, Dorcia. Go to the Orange Hill restaurant. How about that, Jeff? No, oh, we, that place. Laura keeps bugging me to go there. We haven't been though. Okay. Eh. Spo- spoilers for for our listeners: it, it's a restaurant on a hill. <laughs> yeah, in, in Orange, in, in a city called Orange. Yes. Uh, so, uh, but yeah, it, it it takes like the the piss out of all that. Like, yeah, I've I've done a whole lot of fine dining. I've done just enough to to see like okay, that looks like fine dining, and then yeah, they uh, like uh, with, with the no bread and them lapping it up. Um, but then people being generally upset there's no bread um, the, the way they lay out all the courses I was just the gift bag at the end uh, <laughs> with the fingers in it which was very funny um, and <laughs> again Ray Fiennes is, is great there when he's describing what's in the bag he says there's granola there's the, the menu there's a finger from Mr. Whatever's face was like. <laughs> um, yeah just you know I, I don't I don't think the movie was was trying too hard to make a, a statement about how we should or should not enjoy food, um, but you know, with all of the uh, you know the TV shows that are about this kind of same thing, Ugh, um, I know. You know, I, I I don't know. Like, do do you guys still watching that stuff? Cause I have no idea if that's like still as prevalent as it was, say, like ten years ago. Because ten years ago it was huge. Like. You get home and you watch one of those shows, like, it's like Iron Chef. Iron, well, Iron Chef's awesome. Yeah, like that doesn't count, but <laughs> uh, like all those. Yeah, others. there's the chef. We saw Chef's Table for a bit, and then there was another ridiculous show called like Food Gods or whatever, and the chefs that were judging and everything were called gods of food, and it's like, oh, this is just fuck you, fuck all of you. That in the, uh... go ahead, Jeff. I say we watch one America's Worst Cooks. That's what we watch. <laughs> yeah. That one's I good too. Re- I can relate. <laughs> uh, so yeah, and then and then there's of course the the sixth course, which was um, uh, Tyler's bullshit, <laughs> which which is a, another funny gag. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah, just again all taking like the. The seriousness of it. I liked. Um, I'll talk a little more about it here later, but uh, Hong Chow here is Elsa, like just as the super intense, like Mater D slash head waiter. Like I'm not sure yeah, exactly. She's like num- her number one sous chef, I guess. Well, she wasn't a chef, so she was. Oh, okay. she was there. I guess to, she to, would have been the to Mater D restaurant. Yeah, yeah. She that that was her okay. end of things, but like. Like she's pulling like the jacket from from Margot, um, the way she's going around and just like kind of fucking with all the 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 different uh, patrons there. Uh, but mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, I'm I'm rambling now. But uh, yeah, the so, number four taking the piss out of fine dining was fun. Yeah, I, I've never been. I mean, I've been to a nice I steakhouse did. every once in a while, but I've never been to anything like. What you could say, like a Michelin star restaurant or anything like that. But, um. You should go to The Hobbit. 
Yeah, Laura always keeps switching that one too. I'm not a seafood guy. That's Those really typically good. tend to do with seafood places, right? It is true. Um, it's it's hard to get away from. It that, depends. Yeah. Actually, that as a shorter side here, the Hobbit has a prefix menu. Uh, like this, said, it's a little bit pretentious because there's no substitution and everything. But usually, it's like really, really good, and not like the tiny portions that they have in these abstract restaurants. It's just really fucking good. Well, when you're getting five or six courses, like it's okay if the portions are small. Typically, mm-hmm. this one's about four, but there's, it's still good. Anyways. Um, I know we. I know uh, Scott. You said you watched it. Alex, the blah, 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 blah. the hell's the name of the show? What's the one with the beef? The chef, the blah, 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 Chicago beef one. Oh, oh guys, the bear. grocery games. The the bear. Oh, the bear. The bear. I have not seen the bear. Okay, and Scott, you said you've seen it or no? Oh, the All, first season. seasons. The first. Oh, season. Okay. All right, they never and you guys won't relate. There's this, there's this part in season two where they send their mater D guy to kind of go learn from a, one of these nice, fancy restaurants. And it seemed like if that's how these places work, that is like insane. Where like they're, they know everybody, every guest that's coming in that day and they know like who they are, what they like. And they, this table with like extra bread, they, oh, it's just crazy experience. Not only just the food themselves, but the whole thing being, an they, it wasn't, they, like, they didn't send a cousin, whatever, right? <laughs> Oh, they did. <laughs> oh God! <laughs> I need to watch. I need to watch season two. <laughs> I can. I can picture how that would. That would all play out. Yeah. yeah. Um. So yeah, it's just and that's that kind of experience. Like I think most of this stuff would all be lost on me. I'm a very basic meat potatoes guy, but that experience that might be something that I would love for someone to pay for me to do. <laughs> uh, anyway. Uh, Alex, number four, I think. Uh, my number four is Tyler's bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> I thought that was great. And uh, when uh, Ray finds it slow, it mentioned that this wasn't part of the <laughs> of the course menu. It wasn't like an added last minute thing, but some hard truths needed to be revealed. Oh, that was great. He propped him up, gave him his own chef's uh, jacket and everything. <laughs> then. Like he just turned cook, cook, yeah. Like all, oh, the, all, was... all the other cooks are just staring daggers into him the whole time. I know. It's like Jesus. It's like man, that was. And he's oh man, what a prick. He was just all about the food when uh, with the mess after the mess was presented, he just acted like nothing. I was like, does he? Uh, I mean, is he so deluded that he thinks that this is part of an act? Or what? Because he's a sociopath and just doesn't yeah. care. And then, like, okay. and then later on, he's like, oh, okay. It's like, shit, he, he knew that this was going to be his last meal, and he still went with it. Oh, what an asshole. What a terrible person. And he brought Margo in with him, knowing that she was going to die. And yeah, oh, what a lovely cook. day. Yeah. <laughs> just shiny and cray paint. <laughs> I did not Useless. know who that was. <laughs> I had to look it up. Like I know this guy from something. And what I really knew him from was X Men, but I yeah, did not yeah, know true. that this mm-hmm. was back was he was the guy from Fury Road. Oh yeah. And um, then you get to, <laughs> who knows? I don't know. It was kind of like lost in translation. <laughs> Chef Slowick whispered just the right thing <laughs> in order to get his point across. <laughs> and uh, yeah, that was the end of Tyler. <laughs> Tyler's bullshit. I love the description too. It's like inedible butter sauce and undercooked lamb. 
yeah. and burnt vegetables. <laughs> Gee, brutal. The lamb looked pretty bloody. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. Uh, well, my number four is already been mentioned, but it was when he gives the guys an opportunity to to get away, and they they all bolt except for Tyler, I guess. But they all fucking bolt. Yeah. I, I was laughing pretty hard. Yeah, the the very funny beat of the guy just takes off before he finishes talking. And... <laughs> yeah, yeah. Fucking that old um, rich guy. Oh, oh, I'll call for help. <laughs> he yeah. bubbles off. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It ended with this thing that Scott mentioned too, with the guy sticking his hand in the chicken coop and the guy eating it. And being like, mm, yeah. Can't resist <laughs> eating. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's delicious. Uh, it looks delicious. Delicious yeah. bites. Um, all right, Scott, number three. Um, number three was, was a very um, small gesture. Um, and, so and small. Part of a, a, a bigger scene, but uh, something I really loved uh, was when uh, Margot is taking her food to go. <laughs> um, she turns around one last time because you know, she, she she's definitely a survivor. Uh, but she also feels guilty, um, yeah. but not guilty enough to not leave. Uh, although yeah. she, she's, you can see her thinking about it, um, you know, about like what she should be doing here, um, mm-hmm. even if it's to like apologize to everybody or whatever. Um, and Judith Light as as Anne Angela, um, mm-hmm. she gives her like that little gesture, um, saying, you know, go, go, um, and it was, it was a very kind of touching moment because um, she knew that uh, as far as she knew uh, Margot had had an affair with her husband um, even though in a way it was much worse than that oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, it was better and worse if that makes any sense um, yeah, yeah just no, just, just, just just giving her that that, that that absolution um, really really showing that other than um, just her character being one of the elites that didn't appreciate the food, um, that maybe she didn't deserve this, uh, but she's the one person that seems to really accept it um, on the other side of things. Um, so, so who's to say she's the the one person before they light the s'mores? Uh, she says thank you. Um, so yeah, just <laughs> um, yeah, yeah it's just her her character turned out to be like pretty great considering like she didn't have a ton to do uh amongst everything else that mm-hmm. was going on uh but yeah just again that little gesture that 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 Anne gives Margot, um and uh yeah that's that's all Margot needed to to get the hell out of there um mm-hmm. yeah just uh, again a really really cool bit of uh just kind of, I wouldn't call it subtle um but just you know just physical acting on, on Judith Light's part, so yeah, yeah that's, she that's really, cool. yeah, she really was the boss. <laughs> Whoa, <laughs> had that one holster, stupid. Mm-hmm. Just come with that now. Yeah, right now. <laughs> All right, Alex, number three. Uh, my number three was the tortillas. <laughs> Not only because it was a Mexican course, <laughs> although I did appreciate uh, Taco Tuesday. <laughs> yeah, eventually that was ad lib, by the way. The Taco Tuesday? But yeah. <laughs> Ralph finds uh, a little bit. Taco oh, that Tuesday. was great. Yeah, it was the first time they used the laser engraver, and they posted pretty much why they hated 
what he hated and the chefs hated the customers that were there. Right. So they had all the uh, the financial records of the company from the from the uh, finance bros, the movie, <laughs> the terrible movie that John Leguizamo was in. The pest, I think, was engraved on his tortilla. Um, uh, the, the wow, yeah, I didn't know how they did that, but the, they took pictures of Tyler taking pictures of the food when they specifically told him not to, yeah. and they laser engraved that on his tortilla. Uh, a picture of uh, the old rich guy and his affair with probably Margot was in that picture too. Could have been her, yeah. I, yeah, I was gonna ask. You don't know for sure, right? It could have been. It could have just been some other girl. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then um, I think it had, I think, Mateer, I, I, Lillian, you know what? Uh, Just sorry, real quick. I, I, yeah, I think it had to be somebody else because I think they would have recognized her. Yeah. I mean, it wasn't HD. <laughs> oh wait! Oh, the laser engraving. No, and it was not from the laser engraving, but yeah. from the actual pictures. <laughs> yeah. yeah, but he didn't. I mean, anyway. Does it matter if whoever took the pictures knew it was her? It only matters if... Yeah, it doesn't matter. It probably wasn't. Anyway. Anyways. And yeah, all the failed... Uh, the restaurants that failed because of the uh, the critics' reviews of them. Yeah, I, That was all great. I did, I did like uh, Hong Chow, Elsa. We just kept repeating. The tortillas, like, what, what, I forget what the full, like menu item was called but she just kept yeah. saying it's tortillas <laughs> yeah what the fuck is this it's a tortilla <laughs> all right you're not getting away with this um my number three just be i just like that the motivation one of those motivations i guess would be just they take in the love his love away of cooking and all that it's cool because as much as i disliked his character the way he it was done I like that motivation for the guy. So, what's my number three? Alex, or sorry, Scott, number two. Uh, yeah, my number two. Uh, there, there's some great performances here. Uh, I, I really liked Rafe Ralph Fiennes. Uh, ah. Especially at the, <laughs> at the very end. There's, there was something uh, very poignant um, and, and powerful about his acting when he's just making the, just a basic cheeseburger. Um, mm-hmm. but like he, you know, he emotes in a way that he doesn't for the rest of the movie. Uh, Emo. I, like, I like how the, like the other chefs are like <laughs> gather around in awe to see him. All, and all he's doing is making a cheeseburger. Um, and they're, they're all in awe of him doing this. Um, just his, his acting there. Some of his line delivery so that we've gone over, like when <laughs> Nicholas Holt's character, Tyler, <laughs> Ask him, was there Bergamo in that? <laughs> he rolls his eyes. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> that's was, that was, that was really funny. Um, you know, he was good. And Anya Taylor Joy is, is is good. Almost in everything she's in, um, and she's every goddamn movie recently. Uh, by the way, uh, not that it's a bad thing, but uh, she's definitely oh, yeah, prolific. Yeah, Nicholas yeah. um, Holt. Um, once you, once you realize like that he is like a sociopath, um, his character all of a sudden makes a lot more sense and I, I appreciate the performance a lot more, but yeah, just mm-hmm. the, the look on his face when, when Ray finds, uh, whispers in his ear, like that, that was some good stuff. Uh, Red Richard Hong Chow, um, Judith Light, um, uh, you know, everybody's good here. Uh, there's, there's not really a weak link, but, um, 
yeah, just some standout. And then, you know, Hong Chao, same, I think the same year was um, also nominated for The Whale uh, as, as Best Supporting Actress. And she was great in that as well. Um, so, yeah. It's, uh, I haven't seen that movie. Uh, very, very strong cast here. Uh, mm-hmm. So that's my number two. All right. Alex, number two. Cool. My number two is I love the that this is a dark this turned out to be a dark comedy and the biting satire on what food entertainment and food you know upscale restaurants have become uh it was just like pitch perfect because i've seen a bunch of these shows and everything and it's i mean i appreciate food and the artistry that goes with it sometimes but uh, there's there's a lot of stuff that they go way overboard on like a lot of these chefs or "Quote unquote revered as I as like false idols and whatnot almost. I mean, like I mentioned before, there's a, a show called Food Gods. It's like give me a fucking break, man. So I love the the biting satire, the metaphors, and everything. And it's really tough, really. I think more than any other genre, being a successful dark comedy is like might be one of the to me anyways it seems like it might be one of the hardest things to pull off and i think they did a great job mark lloyd uh, seth rice and will tracy i think they did a great job mark my my lord yeah yeah. (laughs) all right uh my Mm -hmm. number two is i hated all the customers but this is like in a good way right they made them (laughs) Yeah, all hateable. So like this, that's a good thing. Um, and you guys have said enough about most of these guys. Now, yeah, I will say I forgot his name, but the the main young guy, Tyler, I think he said his name was. Um, especially hated him. He got you went a little overboard you know, with the uh, um, not overboard, but what I was gonna say is he does remind me of a lot of posers or you know, people who are really into something and they say uh, they know stuff, yeah. but they really don't. I mean, this character went overboard being a psychopath and everything, like you said. But up until that point, you know, you you go to the brewer, the brewery, and a guy knows everything about every hop and everything or whatever. But does he really? Just all that, every kind of field like that. When he's, oh, did you make it with that tool? Oh yeah, I bet you used one of those, right? Like, oh, like almost like a, <laughs> yeah. like a Dwight Schrute almost in the office type in some scenarios. Um, so yeah, it, everyone was very hateable, which I loved. Like I said, I just wish I did like the chef a little more, but. Um, it was a good setup. And I just hate that food culture in general just because I'm a very... I shouldn't say I hate it. I don't understand it. <laughs> and I guess I don't get enjoyment out of food like a lot of people do. Um, there's several levels between where I'm at and where this is spoke. We're talking about these people. But I just... So I mm-hmm. can't relate really. But um, I hate them. There you go. Uh, Scott, number one. Uh, my number one is how Margot and, and Chef Sloan get on the same level at the end. Uh, I, I just really liked their, um, I, I wouldn't even call them necessarily character arcs, but, um, just, just her being smart and actually really being the only person there that like would actually enjoy food, <laughs> uh, not yeah. necessarily like whatever the fine dining was supposed to be. Um, and how, you know, they, he, he keeps, uh, talking about you know, those that, that take and those that serve, those that give. Um, and so, you know, in her capacity is, is basically like a, a high, uh, high price call girl. 
um, you know, she puts those skills to, to work, um, to have him put his skills to work. Um, and, you know, he recognizes, I, I, I really like that he recognizes what's happening the whole time. And he kind of lets himself, I, I don't know, being manipulated is the right way to put it because he understands what's happening. Um, mm-hmm. but, but the way that he, I guess, appreciates it. Um, so he, he, he does it where, um, you know, he, he recognizes that she's doing a service for him. He's doing a service for her. Um, and that's why he lets her go. Um, you know, the whole time he's been saying like, she didn't belong there. Um, you know, the, she also is, is smart enough to like couple that with kind of following the rules like the, the, these kind of un, unstated rules where, yeah. you know, she pays for it. Like she gets what she pays for. Right. Um, yeah. she gets the hamburger to go and, you know, like, and I think he realizes like, Oh, that's very clever. So he lets her go with it. Like maybe she just sat there and ate the whole hamburger. Like he probably still would have killed her. And I, like I would imagine. Um, mm-hmm. so yeah, I just like that. They, they have this, mutual understanding at the the very end there um yeah it was uh, just thought it was really cool um you know kind of tied into that i wanted to ask you guys when she's out on the boat like is she just like genuinely enjoying that hamburger so much that she's like momentarily not upset or does she just get over it that quickly like i I kind of wrestled with that i I don't know what you guys think. think because of her profession and what she's been through, I think she just got over it quickly. Okay. And also, that looked like a really good fucking hamburger. Yeah, no, no, like it did. Like, okay. <laughs> yeah. Well, I like like her hands are still all bloody, and she's just like, "Oh, this is good." Like, <laughs> I'm pretty sure that was ketchup. Oh yeah, I got strip ketchup. Yeah. Although, <laughs> I probably didn't eat onions, but yay, you know, no foods. <laughs> I don't think did it have onions. Oh yeah. It did. Yeah. Little oh, shoestring okay. onions or something. Yeah. Oh, it's gross. <laughs> I would have been killed because I would have. <laughs> he would have seen me scraping. No the, I would have sent the, onions. I wouldn't have sent it back, but he would have seen me scraping the onions off the burger. So that's funny. Yeah. Let me get you some more, sir. I almost thought too she's gonna get in trouble because she didn't leave a tip. That is true. Ah, uh, but it, yeah, but no, he, but he, just... he left before he mentioned that we work on a no tip basis. Yeah, yeah, was that? I know he did yeah, say that, that afterwards, afterwards, right? Yeah, yeah I afterwards. So, yeah. I did like that everybody just resigned to it and they just pull out their cards and like. <laughs> <laughs> that was great. Yeah. yeah, like the business guys just threw all through their cards. And <laughs> yeah. yeah, no, no, this one's on the magazine. Yeah, put your put your wallet away. Yeah. Which, which in a way, it was kind of like a a sweet gesture because like. Yeah, it didn't mean anything, but, like, is his way of saying, like, yeah, you know, I still, like, respect or whatever. Yeah. Anyway, that's my number one. Yeah. All right. Alex, number one. My number one is the cheeseburger. Same. Uh, I will, the, the whole, <laughs> whole scene, uh, I will disagree with Scott a little bit. I don't think they were on, they were on the, they understood each other, but when... Uh, Margot stood up and clapped her hands. That was her taking control. So she was on a step above Chef Slowick because she was essentially going back to like the roots of what the chef and patron relationship is. Uh, right? No, you know what, Alex? You're 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 half right. 
Sorry. No, I'm all right. It was, it was, she was the <laughs> chef when he was back taking orders from other chefs at that point. No, she was the customer. No, when she, she didn't cook anything. <laughs> when, she, when, she, but when, when she claps her hands, like, that's what that was. Okay. That, no, I take, I just take that as her taking control of the whole situation. Just like Slowick was doing. Like, he's the boss. It's like, no, I'm the, cus- I'm the paying customer. I'm the boss. Y- I'm sending this y- back. Yes, but I, I think it also ties in to, like, if, if back when he was not the chef, like, he's just a guy making hamburgers, right? Like, there would have right. been another chef taking control and telling him what to do. So I think that that was tied. Now that you bring it up, do you, you see what I'm saying? You know what? Yeah, 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 yeah. I think I think it's both. Yeah, yeah. right. Okay. So she asked for the, you know, just a hamburger, just a really good cheeseburger, and they go back and forth. It's like, oh, I'll give you <laughs> the greatest cheeseburger you ever had, the the kind that your parents could barely afford. It's like, how much would that set me back? Nine ninety nine. Oh, that was just perfect. And yeah, it was extremely clever of her to just keep up the unspoken rules of that relationship. It's like, unfortunately, my eyes are bigger than my stomach. Could I possibly take this to go? That was just fantastic. Also, she really does have big eyes, so... Yes. <laughs> Not for nothing. It's literally... <laughs> She's a weird-looking, attractive young lady. Yeah. I don't know how yeah. to describe her. She's she, she is attractive, but she is weird-looking. Yeah, she's definitely... Made for movies, yeah. <laughs> and yeah, she got her cheeseburger to go. Damn, it looked good. That was the best piece of food on the whole damn. Yeah, uh, yeah. on the whole. According, according to the trivia, that was just about like the only real food that was on the set too. Like everything else was like more or less prop food most of the time. Yeah, yeah. So everybody had to like sit around and watch. Her get to eat this like awesome looking hamburger <laughs> on set. Yeah. All right. Well, my number one is also the cheeseburger for everything Alex said, but also it was just a goddamn good looking cheeseburger. So yeah, damn, I was hungry. Um, some food. Porn, yeah, the yeah. cheeseburger, and then I have just a little uh, story of my own. I was visiting a, a friend up in, uh, in Seattle, and he, they took us to this very nice seafood place, and I don't eat seafood, and they're like, oh, they have other stuff, they have steak and stuff, and I look, and the steak was like, whatever, $70 or something, I was like, I don't want that, I'll just, they had a cheeseburger, so I'll get a cheeseburger, I'm the guy who gets a cheeseburger at a, sea, at a very fancy seafood place, um, Cheeseburger was not cooked well, and it was not good. And I sent my cheeseburger back at a very fancy seafood place. <laughs> That's me. And it was, I sent it back once, and the second time I just said, oh, it's not very good. I'll just have bread. And they came over and were like, just asked me all sorts of stuff. And I felt sorry. Like, nope, it's fine. Like, <laughs> I, I just, I, I trust you guys I, to make a hamburger. <laughs> I don't. Um, I, I'm willing to admit I'm the idiot. Who ordered a cheeseburger at a seafood place? Um, they should, but I'll I mean, like the bread that is, like that that it would come out like not cooked doesn't make any sense. Like, it was under, I don't know they're gourmet in it. I don't know, but and it's not like I wanted it medium well or something like that. It right, was just right, yeah, right. it was under it was just super undercooked. Um, anyway, 
Um, yeah, it was a good looking cheeseburger. Any honorable mentions? Uh, just a, a, a couple things. I, I think, I, I hope that the, the movie was like dunking on s'mores just to, to make a point about how like s'mores are actually awesome, but everybody's so out of touch that they don't get that. Because s'mores, s'mores are great. Like, I don't know, yeah. that, I don't know that I would ever order a I s'more agree. like in a restaurant. But like around a campfire, like s'more is freaking awesome. Mm-hmm. So like I hope that's not the point the movie was actually trying to make. It's like, <laughs> nah, I think you're right. It was just like, hey, s'mores are great. Fire makes it better. Even though they're you know the unreasonably like was it poorly sourced chocolate or whatever and machined graham crapper graham cracker yeah crappers stuff graham crappers. Uh, uh, there's a hot take. S'mores aren't worth the effort. <laughs> <laughs> Once a year on a camping trip, I'd say. Yeah, it S'mores, is. S'mores are good, but man, they are just a pain in the ass to make. And yeah, yeah. they are messy, too. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's the point. Uh, yeah, it's not easy to wash your hands, usually, where you're at when you make them. And it's like, ugh. But they are delicious. Yeah, and then we, we talked about the the tacos, but... I just want to point out again. I really love that they they had printed tacos, <laughs> printed tortillas, <laughs> laser printer. Yeah. And then Nicholas Holt is like super upset, but then he eats it. He's like, "Oh, this is so good!" Like, oh my god, <laughs> you gotta try this. This is very funny. So. All right, any others? Uh, no, I think we covered all of mine. All right. All right. Well, let's rate it. As usual, we rate on a scale of one to seven. One being garbage, seven being perfection. Scott, what do you give this movie? Um, I I think I'm going to give it a six. Uh, I I really liked what was going on here. Um, I I I think one of the few things that was holding it back um, is is kind of like what kind of movie they wanted it to be because it's like yeah, half satire. On, on fine dining and half horror, um, would it would like to, to have maybe a little bit more motivation to want people to die at the end, <laughs> um, to, to feel like they, they uh, deserved it. Motivation I needed, um, but yeah, like pretty much everything I mentioned here, um, like we know we none of us really mentioned the uh, um, like the set piece here at the restaurant. Like they're basically in the same space for pretty much the whole movie. Um, and it, and it never mm-hmm. feels, um, like tired at all. So, uh, yeah, just a lot going on here that, that I really liked, uh, since it's a six. Mm-hmm. Alex. I'm also going to give this movie a six. Um, I wouldn't say I disagree, but with Scott, I wouldn't say that this is a horror movie. I mean, it's gory and it's got some thriller moments in it, but it's more of a dark comedy and a satire for me. And I really enjoyed that aspect of it. Um, acting was pretty pitch perfect from almost everybody. Um, yeah, a six for me. All right. I gave it a four. I didn't hate it. Didn't like it. Didn't dislike it. Right in the middle for me. It's very meh. I guess what Laura asked. How do you like it? I was like, eh. That's how I feel. Mm-hmm. <laughs>
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. There you go. Uh, there it is. And it's time for our crossover topic, which is what, Scott? The top five restaurants and just, what, pop culture? TVs, movies, video games? Uh, yeah. So, I think I don't think we specified real or fake, so it's possible somebody has something on their list here that is an actual restaurant in real life that made its way into a movie. That's that's fine, I think. Uh, I did fictional. Yeah, I think, I think all mine are fictional, too. But, um... To start, my, my number five is definitely fictional, uh, and that would be the Frying Dutchman from The Simpsons. Uh, one of my... Oh, yeah. <laughs> all you can eat. The, the sea captain, all you can eat. Uh, Homer has escorted no out. Uh, Tis no man is an eating machine. <laughs> Please, sir, don't take the steam train. <laughs> uh, it's, and, and anytime the sea captain makes an appearance, it's always... So it's going to be a good episode. So, uh, number five, the the frying Dutchman from The Simpsons. All right, Alex, number five. Uh, my number five is that one restaurant above Cheers. What was it called? I can't even remember. I think they'll go up there like once or twice for an episode to get Mister Feeney to do something. But yeah. How I mean, is that your favorite restaurant? It's not even... It's my number five, bro. Oh, up, I right. just found it fascinating that the bar, the show's about the bar and everything, but there people just wait for their appointments or their, uh, they get seated at the restaurant that's upstairs that we almost never get to see. Melville's is the name. I guess so. Yeah. All there right. it is. There, there, there it is. Mm-hmm. All right, uh, my number five is uh, movies, Moop, something like that, whatever it's called. Oh, yeah, Dogma. movies. <laughs> That's right. Oh, movies. Yes, we're okay. talking about movies, Jeff. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what? What did you say? We're talking about movies. Yeah. It's like, oh, yeah. movies. I heard, I heard you say movies with a V. Yeah, no, with a B. With a B. Uh, yeah, like the fictional burger place in the in dogma golden where, calf uh, but not only dogma actually and in clerks 2 all yeah. of clerks 2 takes place in the movies but yeah also dogma mm-hmm. yeah that's it i don't know why i, I liked it but i do <laughs> some of the names of the i already forgot it, but i mean I it's it's a it's names. a big plot point in uh i guess well technically clerks 2 it's a big plot point because that's where they are for the whole movie but uh in dogma they go to the the board of directors or whatever. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, it's kind of like a running guess through most. Well, some I wouldn't say most, but some Kevin Smith films, even if it's just like a little hat or some tchotchke over there from movies. Yeah, and I think he does do pop ups of those around the country now. <laughs> uh, all right, uh, Scott number four. Sorry, uh, my number four is Gus's Galaxy Grill from Spaceballs. <laughs> Almost went on my list. Uh, soup, with a special. Um, 
Hello, my baby. Yeah, Hello, still one of the funniest things ever in a movie. Uh, you get John Hurt <laughs> going, not again. <laughs> it's so, like, fourth wall breaking, but so funny. And then, yeah. Get this guy some Pepto baseball. And then, yeah, the little alien puts on the. I don't, it's not a top hat, but what is it? The whatever kind of hat. And he's got the K and he start, starts it. Was it a the, top hat? It was like one of those, um, like band, uh, like band leader hat. I don't know what the hell to call it. Okay. Um, oh, I could have sworn it was a top hat. Well, I'm, I guess I'm just going to have to watch baseballs again. At, at any rate, he puts on a little hat <laughs> um, and then does the song and dance number. Hello, my honey. Like, <laughs> goes through and then they go they get the check and get out of there so uh that's my number four all right alex number four my number four and this is from a video game i don't know if i would get any delicious food or even what i ordered but i kind of want to see the chaos that's in this kitchen and that is overcooked yeah whatever restaurant (laughs) cooking at an overcooked Man, that game is a blast. I mean, they, it's stressful as shit. I mean, they put that in place. They, they put that restaurant in places that they surely can't be up to like safety codes, like <laughs> yeah. middle of the street, or the two semis that are coming yeah, back yeah. and forth together. Yeah, this doesn't seem safe. Yeah, that's great. Yeah. Um, air hot air balloons. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that's awesome. Can't they them, got a serious rat problem me? too. <laughs> game is great yeah it's, it's a fun game uh but number four is crusty burger from the simpsons <laughs> yeah i don't know why i just said well it's what you get a crusty burger yeah what's uh, how, how does it start with the what what's the burglar oh it's the crusty burglar <laughs> He's st- <laughs> oh no, you're stealing all the burgers. <laughs> stop, oh, stop. He's already dead. <laughs> oh, God. All right, Scott, number three. Uh, number three is from a Vigi game. Uh, and that would Ooh. be LeBlanc's from Persona 5, Persona 5 Royal. Oh, yeah. Um, probably in all Damn. iterations of that, of that, yeah. of that game. Yeah. Uh, that have been out or are coming out um but uh yeah it's uh plays a big part of the game like it's where you live <laughs> so mm-hmm. uh, uh not not on the restaurant part but the the apartment above yeah upstairs upstairs the attic yeah um yeah i want to have a cup of coffee at leblanc's and some curry yeah coffee and curry that's especially mm-hmm. all right alex number three uh, my number three is from a real restaurant, but it does not exist anymore. Uh, the Brown Derby. It's featured a lot in a lot of the old-timey shows. I think in, uh, oh, whatchamacallit, in I Love Lucy. They go there to eat. In, a, in some Bugs Bunny cartoons, it's on there as well. Um, and as a kid, I always wanted to go there. <laughs> and that's like, well, good luck. We can go to the site where it used to be. I'm like, ah, damn it. <laughs> So there it is, the Brown Derby. Is there really, is there really no locations? I'm looking this up. Yeah, it was just the one restaurant, right? With all the caricatures of celebrities. Yeah, I've always heard of it, but I don't know anything about it. Okay, so it says uh, 
A common story also credits the restaurant as birthplace of Cobb Salad, Cockshaw, blah, blah, blah. In 1985, mm-hmm. the Hollywood Brown Derby closed for earthquake retrofitting, but never reopened due to a devastating 1987 fire. Almost everything was destroyed. Oh, yeah. So that would have been even worse if your dad did take you to see that and just saw the, the charred <laughs> husk of the <laughs> where the restaurant used to stand. It's yeah. like, oh, man. I just like it. All right, we got we got to make an earthquake safe. Like six months later, six months later, no earthquake's gonna take us down. <laughs> Whoosh! Oh, grease fire took out the whole place. Mm-hmm. I guess we should have put it in the fire suppression system, there, Bob. All right, uh, my number three is from a TV show True Blood. It would be Merlots or Merlots. That's where everything happened. That's where Sookie worked. That's where everybody worked. And, where, uh, where, 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 who worked? Oh, yeah. Sookie. <laughs> Sookie. Um, so it's more of a bar, but it is it is a restaurant as well as they... Yeah. What's his face was the short order cook back there. A couple of guys were. And they, had, they had booths and served some food, so... I try to keep mm-hmm. pure bars out of my list, but Merlot's always seemed fun. You'd always you know, you'd run into a vamp or two. Yeah. Or a fairy or a Vampers. werewolf or whatever, so... I don't, it's, it was Sam Merlot, but it was Merlot. God, I, I think it was Merlot. It was Merlot because I've, I well, was, was her name too, seen, right? Like she, Suki was a Merlot, right? It was her brother? No, they're Stackhouse. No, that one. Wait, when, yeah, they were Stack Stackhouse. Suki Stackhouse yeah, that's right. and uh, that's right. the other kid. Yeah. <laughs> no, but there's a scene. One of the uh, scenes where what's his face? Um, Stapler. That guy, he's playing uh, a vampire, and oh, he yeah. hires Jimmy James is a vampire. Mister Jimmy James, and he he has um, uh, what's his face? Uh, who is the the brother, the gay brother who is the cook? And he, unfortunately, he passed away like ten years ago. Do you remember? So there was Tara's brother or cousin? I forgot it was Tara's brother or cousin. Anyway, he would go to his house. He'd kind of sell his sexual services in order to get some of the vamp blood, the V or whatever, because that's what it was, it was a good drug. Mm-hmm. But anyway, Mr. Jimmy James' character like gives him a bottle of wine. And he's like, what am I going to do with this? And he's like, I thought I remember you saying you go for Merlot. And he <laughs> says, no, I I work at Merlot's. <laughs> like, I don't know. I was, I'm misquoting there. That's why I always got the name confused. Anyway, Sam Merlot's from True Blood. Uh, Scott, number two. Okay. What was his name? My number two uh, is, I probably stole this from Jeff's list, but uh, Jackrabbit Slims from Pulp That's Fiction. That's my number two. Well, let's talk about it. We can talk about it. That's fine. Uh, His buddy Holly has sunk to a new level. Yeah, you get a, a weird cameo from Steve Buscemi. As a, as a as buddy Holly. <laughs> well, at that point in his career, was it really a cameo? Yeah, I guess it was because he was in Reservoir Dogs. Yeah. Never yeah. mind. Um, as the, the all-time, some all-time classic dialogue there about the milkshake, uh, about uh, I drink your milkshake. <laughs> about um, you know what happened between Marcellus Wallace and Tony Rakihura, uh, the the dance off, um, all, all that jazz. Uh, <laughs> I want that trophy. It's good stuff. 
And I'm pretty sure I've gotten plenty five dollar milkshakes now, and it's not that unreasonable. Yeah, yeah. I I, <laughs> I I use that though as like an analog for other things like that. Like I think I think Jeff, I was at your place. God, it's probably like last year or some point. But I was bitching about expensive donuts, and uh, it's like, 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 damn, it's a good donut. Not worth five bucks, but it's a good donut. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, it's true. Just just go to one of the Cambodian places around here. Oh yeah, no, but but there's a DK. So fucking good. There's a DK down the street. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. there you go. There you go. We got a KDs over here. Mm. All right. Uh, I'll talk a little bit more of that on my turn. But uh, Alex, what's your number two? Uh, my number two is oh, the place where I want to retire, Hobbiton, the Green Dragon Inn. I mean. I guess, there, I, guess, I guess an inn's a restaurant. Give me, yeah. It's an inn, they have a bar, but they serve food. It's a restaurant. What's well, the Prancing Pony, right? Or is that a different place? Yeah, Prancing Pony is where they meet Aragorn and everybody. That's also an inn. I think the Green mm-hmm. Dragon's a tavern now, Alex. I'm calling bullshit on this. It's a Green Dragon Inn. Wait, is the Green Dragon the one in the Shire? Or in Hobbiton? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Okay, 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 okay. They go, they make merry, they have some food, probably second or third dinner. <laughs> yeah, I mean, every establishment Great. has to serve food with hobbits are around, so yeah, I'll allow it. Yeah. Okay. Besides, it was the I, olden times. All the inns served food. Restaurant. It was the olden times, with we people running around. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> ancestors. Alex's ancestors. All right. <laughs> Uh, my number two is Jackrabbit Slims. Um, I don't know. It's just like I said, the whole the restaurant itself is meh, but just the scene, like everything Scott already talked about with the dancing and and everything, and sitting in a little car booth and and the milkshake and the cheeseburger or whatever. Eh, it's good. And re- welcome to the really big show. <laughs> uh, there we go. So ah, Scott, number one. My number one is, speaking of donuts, um, mm-hmm. is Stan Makita's Donuts from Wayne's World. Oh, <laughs> shit. Yeah, that's good. Um, <laughs> a, because it's like a, a, a meat of a spot throughout the movie to like move the plot along. Um, but mostly just because of... Uh, what's Stan what's, Makita. <laughs> no. What is, what is uh, Ed O'Neill's character's name in that? Uh, Stan Makita. It's not Stan Makita. Um, but at any rate, the, the 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 monologues he gives just pure gold. <laughs> Why is it when a man kills another man in war, he's a hero? If he kills another man in the heat of passion, he's a murderer. <laughs> <laughs> oh God, crack up just thinking about it. Um, mm-hmm. So yeah, who's trying to kill you, Mister Donut Man? <laughs> I don't know, but he better not. <laughs> ree, ree, ree. <laughs> uh, Alright, so is that... I don't understand McKee's Donuts. So there's Tim Horton Donuts that's all over Canada, right? So like, I wouldn't... Is that a play on that, or no? Well, Stan McKee's like... Probably. That's a real hockey player, right? Yeah, so is Tim Horton. Tim Horton was a hockey player? Yeah. I had no idea. There you go. Uh... <laughs> I probably because because uh, yeah, Mike Myers is like ultra Canadian, so but that's probably what that was. <laughs> He's mm-hmm. ultra Canadian. <laughs> yeah. so There's probably a nod to that. Yeah, yeah, you're probably right, Jeff. 
All right, uh, Alex, number one. Um, my number one, here's finally my Simpsons restaurant reference, and it would be Uncle Moe's Family Feedback. <laughs> God. <laughs> Man, I want to go there so bad, but Moe got rid of the dank <laughs> for an episode. He got an industrial-sized uh, deep fryer. <laughs> Flash fry of bu- uh, buffalo in 15 seconds. <laughs> and he has to do the birthday dance with uh, sparklers and french fries <laughs> on top of his head. Oh, you didn't smile. We eat for free. <laughs> Come on, Shoshana. <laughs> You're not oh, getting rid of great. the dank. The dank show, are you? <laughs> oh, the dank. Man, what a great episode. Is that the one where it starts off with them, like, on a Sunday, like, waiting for the the sun to reach, the, like, basically the sundial when he can start serving booze? <laughs> yeah, when, it, when the light gets here, we can drink. <laughs> like I said, that Paul's bar around the corner from here, that place opens, like, at 6 a.m. Jesus Christ. <laughs> yeah, that's that's pretty much Moe's. <laughs> I know. <laughs> I mean, I've been there at 8 a.m., but 6 a.m., Jesus. <laughs> yeah, that is a dink. <laughs> Uncle Paul's family feedback. All right. Well, my number one is Los Boyos Hermanos from Breaking Bad. Um, it's just a lot of stuff takes place there. If you guys, I don't know, you guys haven't watched the show, but a lot of stuff takes place there. And uh, I eat out of Pollo Loco a lot, and this looks like a better version of a Pollo Loco, so I'd rather just have that. Hmm. And, uh, there it is. Fresh chicken, friendly service. Been a front for a big drug lord. <laughs> there it is. Anything else? Uh, Rick's Cafe American. Uh, from Casablanca. Uh, yeah, there's a lot of restaurants. Yeah, Cafe 80s from Back to the Future 2. Oh, yeah, that's a good one. Even Mills. And, uh, oh, there was that one episode, as I mentioned, in I Love Lucy, where they buy a diner, and they think that uh, Ricky and Fred and, you know, the four friends are going to own a diner, and they have this dream. By the end of the episode, they're, they hate it, and their friendship almost ends. But then they move along to the next thing. And there's some then he just goes over and beats his wife. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you hit her pretty hard that time, Rick. And then, uh, finally... Uh, I had to look this up because I didn't actually remember this, but uh, Louis' restaurant, the Italian restaurant in The Godfather, uh, where Michael Corleone explains what is most important to him. To crush your enemies, yeah, see them driven before, before you. you. Hear the <laughs> to hear the lamentation of the women. So that, that exact speech, but he's doing like the, the fingers, <laughs> like the fingers up in the air. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Okay. But I miss it. Which but the one where he shoots the yes. two people yeah, or lots oh, of, okay. yeah, yeah. Guess that that restaurant's called Louis. I don't know if they actually say that in the movie or not. I think Clemenza does because he gets the call in and he knows everything about. Yeah, it. yeah, but I don't remember yeah, if he yeah, actually he says the, the toilet. Name. Yeah, yeah. Brother He's got a free gun. He got free guns over at Louis. Louis. Yeah, so his dick in his hand. <laughs> but a big all right. Man. It's time to talk about Alex Knows Sports. <laughs> I'm Alex and I like sports. Sports ball? 
Well, I was going to talk about uh, Matthew Lillard's younger brother, Damian Lillard, in the NBA. But... <laughs> why, 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 well, why are we skipping that? Uh, because my wife just sent me some hot, hot news, oh, hot boy. sports news. Let's hear it. With uh, Travis Kelsey from the Kansas City Chief mentioned offhand somewhere in a podcast or something that he uh, alluded to dating Taylor Swift. T-Swizzle. And, and immediately, almost immediately... He got 300,000 new Instagram followers, a 400% increase in merchandise sales, and he is the top five selling jersey in the NFL now. So, uh, it pays. Yeah. <laughs> I guess it pays to date Taylor Swift. Yeah. Well, until she, you... was at the, she was at the game on yeah, Sunday night yeah. or Saturday, whatever that was. So until, 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 you, better. Until, until you break up and then you get a scathing song about you. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Just like the, that, just like that poor. Well, probably he's probably an asshole, but uh, like, Chet Hanks. I was gonna say, I was gonna say, uh, just like <laughs> that Jonas kid that broke up with uh, Sansa, uh, the divorced Sansa, um, is gonna get a Taylor Swift song about him. That's gonna be, ooh, whew, it's gonna be fire. Mm-hmm. Shake it off. <laughs> but yeah, I am. I am seeing stuff where uh, a couple videos today where I, I don't know how real they are because knows of the internet these days but like wives trolling their husbands like talking about how oh some some travis kelsey guy that i've never heard of is like important now that he's dating data swift and like and the husband's like <laughs> losing their now. minds or like he plays tight end for the kansas city chiefs he's got two super bowl <laughs> rings like he's the best tight end you literally, in the watched, you literally watched him win the super bowl last year <laughs> yeah i was just watching the commercials i was watching rihanna at the halftime show yeah <laughs> um, so that is funny. But, uh, yeah, yeah, they look like they make it a cute couple. Yeah, we'll see, for them. We'll see how long it lasts. Yeah, I hope you know it's for reals. It's for keeps. I just want to see bunch of. I just want to see Tay Tay be happy. That's that's all I'm saying. Yeah, seriously. Bunch of ugly, untalented people. God. All right. Um, <laughs> <laughs> it's time for Neem News. Yeah, 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 yeah. It was yeah. Uh, okay, I will keep it quick this week. Uh, yeah, right. Yeah, I know. Uh, do you use guys, uh, where are you with Ahsoka now? I think I'm one episode behind. So I'm through six. Oh, I'm still on episode four. Okay. okay. I, I started watching the last week's and I turned it off and I will never watch it again. So that's... <laughs> oh, no. I literally stopped it in the middle and I said, nope. I I have I have some huge problems with uh, with with episode six that I watched. Um, well, Wizard did discuss uh, not from a plot hole, but like a why should I care kind of kind of standpoint. Uh-huh. Um, so, you know, how can I put this? One of the characters well, does the thing. Yeah. Wait, Alex, do you care about spoilers or no? No. Okay, so we'll, we'll talk about it. Scott. Just, one of the characters makes a decision. Spoiler alert! Yeah, spoiler Let's alert. Let's talk about it. Yeah, one of, one of the characters makes a decision, and now I don't care about them. Like, I don't see why anybody should care about them. Like, maybe if you watched Rebels, you would care. <laughs> but uh, there's like no, there's no coming back from that. Which, which is, from a character point of view, makes sense. It's strong. The problem is, it's like the show's like an ensemble thing. It's going to switch back and forth from characters, like. So basically, if, if the show was just about Sabine, like, 
then I would still maybe be interested. But now that she's basically like fucked over everybody else, like why should I care about her? Mm. Yeah. That's that's Show my sucks. my question to you guys. Like, am I am I overreacting with that? Like, like I don't think from, so. From, from, that's where the, her characters the, the, the pro- see, are that's, foreshadowed that's a little the problem. bit. That it might be headed that I way. think that's the problem. Is like sometimes it makes sense for characters to do things, mm-hmm. and then it then makes sense as the audience to like move on from that character. Like, <laughs> like. I no longer care what happens to her. Like, <laughs> like what she did was so horrendous. Like, so like incredible. Like again, it maybe makes sense for a character, but it was so incredibly selfish that like I no longer care about her well-being. <laughs> like, wow. there's not like I I don't remember seeing anything else like it in Star Wars. Like, yes, there's people that heel turn. And things like that, but then it's like, okay, well, they're like, they're evil now, or whatever. Where it's like, we're still expected to like think of her as one of the good guys. Like, oh, that's a problem. Um, yeah. So yeah, I don't. She should have at least dropped to her knees and go, "What have I done?" <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. From my point of view, yeah, the Jedi are evil. She should have said. <laughs> Should should have had Rosario Dawson just say like <laughs> somehow she betrayed us. Like <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. it, it just yeah it it's it's rough for like the format of the show. Like I think I think that's my problem with it. Um, hmm. Like it was a book. There's nothing good. Or more time. There's to, nothing to good about this show, Scott, at all. Except, <laughs> except what's his face? The, the guy who died is the only guy who's race, anything race good in the show. Yeah. Ahsoka is boring and slow and just what everything about it is just terrible. And this last episode, I've been waiting forever to see Thrawn. I guess you're not that far. I won't say it, but just ah, uh, whatever. I'm done. Like literally, a scene happened. Did Thrawn come out and go, "Hey guys, <laughs> thanks for freeing me." Don't you know? He's like, he came Basically. out like, yeah, he came out like Edwin. Hey <laughs> there. <laughs> don't shut out basically uh, the casting of him is <laughs> awful it looks like elon musk in blue paint um but like that's not the reason I, that's not the reason i turned it off but i just thought the casting was terrible i know they got the voice actor from the cartoon but i mean who cares uh there was stuff that just happened i just like i'm, I'm not i'm done i'm wasting my time too much on this shit so okay. <laughs> i think until Andor two comes out <laughs> i'm done with any star wars shows Wow. Okay. Yeah. Jeff stories. Um, I shouldn't yeah. have to settle for this shit. <laughs> uh, okay. Well, I know I promised I'd is. keep things short. Uh, so, moving along from that, uh, Cyberpunk 2077 uh, had its 2.0 release, which revamped a lot of the, the systems in the game, um, mm. fixed some things. Uh, but yeah, it changed up a lot of the way the the game worked um it was kind of a uh kind of jarring if you put as many hours as i had into it um i still don't know necessarily where i come out on a lot of it um and some of it's an improvement um some of it i i kind of miss um but 
yeah, I'll have to play more to, to really decide where I come down on it. I mean, I'm still enjoying it. Like I started up a new playthrough. Um, and all that said, the Phantom Liberty DLC, really the only piece of DLC content, um, is, is out now for it as well. Um, I haven't gotten to the point in the game where you can start accessing it, but it's all the Idris Elba stuff. And, uh, yeah, I'm looking forward to it. Um, yeah, people seem to, to be really receptive of it. Really receptive of it. Uh, they, have, they have made some cool changes. I don't know if it's, like, stuff that I could pull off. Uh, but they, they basically changed a lot of, like, the... Well, they added vehicle combat. So I see all these videos of, like, people, like, jumping out of their cars and motorcycles and doing, like, insane things. Uh, it looks really oh, cool. cool. It looks, looks really fun. Mm-hmm. Um, just things you couldn't do before. Uh, but uh, yeah that that's that's it from me uh alex anything you want to talk about uh yeah i wanted to review a couple of uh classic movies that i've been watching with my kids um i won't i will not talk about solar babies because that's on the list <laughs> of movies that we're going to review on the show eventually <laughs> um, yeah we are mm-hmm. but other than that I was watching the original Blob with Steve McQueen with my kids to start them off on like some light, spooky movies and everything. Um, and yeah, I guess I don't know. They don't specifically say that Steve McQueen is supposed to be playing a teenager, but man, he he's a rough teen. <laughs> he's got one of those faces that when he's got a flat face and everything, it's like okay, okay, this is passable. Maybe he just graduated high school or something. As soon as he smiles, it's fucking Crowfoot City. Is, is he, is he like like Johnny Lee Miller walking around in hackers with a five o'clock shadow and like a thinning hair on top of his head? Uh, well, not thinning hair. I mean, Steve McQueen, <laughs> but he is re- remarkably old for the character that he's playing. <laughs> um, but it was pretty neat. The boys, my kids, did not last too long with that movie. It's still a little bit too scary. Well, like the part with the farmer in the very beginning is kind of creepy. Yeah. Yeah, that was that was great. Upside down filming, they just turned the shot one eighty. That was awesome. I love practical like old timey special effects like that. That was awesome. Um, let's see, we watched Solar Babies. Uh, the one thing that my boys did say was like, "This movie's too long." <laughs> I was like, "Yeah, I agree." Uh, aside from that, <laughs> we also tried watching Young Frankenstein. <laughs> okay. They were too scared. Of, they were too scared of that. It's like, oh, I can kind of see it. But they did have some chuckles here and there at some of the jokes uh, at the start. <laughs> and finally, uh, I introduced my boys to Dexter's Laboratory. <laughs> Dexter's Laboratory cartoon. And I got to say, with the kids, it still holds up. They're, not only is it educational with science stuff, but they also learned a little bit of French. <laughs> so Dude. they go to restaurants ordering omelette du fromage. <laughs> God, you gotta you gotta find the episode, Alex, where I think it was I think it was Tartakovsky, where he had his like kid write the script. Oh, and really? Then, and then perform it. And so, like, the kid just wow. kept saying, "Like, you are stupid," and you know what else? You are stupid. <laughs> and they just like animated the whole episode based on what the the kid had done. Oh, I don't think we've gotten to that one yet. Yeah, uh, but we, we already watched my favorite one, which is the arm wrestling one. <laughs> <laughs> it's fucking gold. But yeah, go watch it. It's it's on uh, Amazon Prime. Oh man, did you, right now? Have you got the whole, any, all of the seasons? You got any of the? Uh, is it Super Monkey? 
Oh yeah, dial M for monkey. Yeah. Did you get the one with the the, the super friends? The, uh, yeah, the that Justice too. Friends. They have the episode where yeah, the, the Justice with, Friends. With, with, you see the one with monkey and, and when Rasslar comes. Oh yeah, um, Macho Man Randy yeah. Savage. That was the second episode. Okay. Yeah, oh, that was great. Some classic stuff. <laughs> Your breath is minty fresh, and for that, I salute you. <laughs> so, yeah, if you don't want your kids watching some trash on YouTube or whatnot, just introduce them to Dexter's Lab. It holds up. They can't, they, they don't want to stop watching it. <laughs> there you go. That's it for me. Okay. Uh, Jeff, anything for you? We lost um, some shit. <laughs> we lost him, sir. Sorry, I was on mute. Um, no, I watched What's Upon a Time in Hollywood. No. Again. What? No. What? No. Uh, Why? Yeah. Sorry, I don't think I have anything. I Ahsoka. I think I mentioned Winning Time. I don't know if I said I thought they were going to end it, but they did end it. And yeah, I don't think I, I think I said I mentioned they were, and I found out they did, and I saw, it, and it's oh, it's tragic. Like they literally just so it's it's you said it was canceled as in like the second season the ended is like over. like they like they're gonna show the rest of the season right like they showed yes okay okay, <laughs> okay. let's say the name of the show is called Winning Time the the start of the Lakers dynasty and the series ends with them losing to the Celtics in the playoffs who earns. <laughs> And then some text comes up and says, well, they won it next year, and then they won it a year again, and then they won a couple more, and then blah, 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 blah. And it's, it's so bad. Like, ugh. Winning time. Fucking <laughs> this new HBO guy who's changing the name and changing how they do this shit. I don't know. Man. I, was, I just wanted to see Michael Thompson show up. <laughs> no Michael Thompson. You, <laughs> what about you Ogie Oglethorpe? Play basketball. <laughs> You a little bit of Worthy, a little bit of Scott. I think that's it. Of like the new, like the. No, they didn't get any AC Green. Um. Okay. Anyway, yeah. So I watched that, and that show's over now. And then I stopped watching Ahsoka, so I got nothing. <laughs> Just as an empty, empty shell of man. Basically. His TV guys. I, I keep hearing the foundations really good on. Apple TV. I gotta watch that. Okay. Good sci-fi. Did you ever but watch The Expanse? So I watched a season or two, and it was all right. It didn't hook me. It was all right though. I think it was one of those where I kind of got distracted, and then I forgot about it. And then by the time I came back, I had no idea what was going on, and I was like, "All right, done." Fair enough. That's all I got. All right. Sounds like we're good. All right. Mm-hmm. Thanks for listening, everybody. Gotta get something to eat. Maybe a hamburger. Cheeseburger. Mm-hmm. We at Hans Shop First want to thank you for listening and supporting the podcast. We would love to hear from you, so feel free to contact us on Facebook and Twitter at Hans Shop First. Also, please leave us a review on iTunes. Reviews are greatly appreciated and help us get more exposure. Once again, thanks for listening and supporting the podcast. <laughs>